got a, a few things I want to discuss in today's q and I, I did get a question on some technical analysis. We're probably going to save that for last. Um, and there were a few other topics I want to cover as well, just going through the emails um, from the weekend. And for you guys that shoot me emails for the weekend, again, I apologize. I answered most of you guys um, either late last night or early this morning. Again, I, I try to be pretty responsive to email. It was just one of those weekends where... Um, Again, I, I was just out of town the entire weekend, and then when I did get home, I, I spent time with the family. So I apologize for being late. I'm, I'm, pre, I'm usually pretty quick to respond, but hopefully you, uh, you understand. But an email I got recently um, was from a trader who was testing advanced pattern formations. And he shot me a pretty cool video um, and, and had a pretty good question I think many of you guys will relate to as well. And it was, am I using too many filters. Has anyone else, else ever had that kind of question where you're, you're going through a strategy, maybe not specifically advanced pattern formations, but you're going through a strategy and you're adding this, and you're adding that, and you're adding this, and you're like, ah, is this too much? Is this too, too many ingredients, right? It's kind of like my wife's cooking, like she cooks and she throws every single spice on the meal. It tastes delicious though, but it's like every single spice, like is it too much, right? Naomi says, no, I think I do have enough. But so the trader shot me a video and he says, Here, here's, a, um, here's a look at what I have. And there were a few filters in there. Um, one was the definition of the X leg. There, there, was, there was an RSI filter to, um, I guess, quantify a valid X leg, which is, you know, and the trader admitted, he's like, uh, I, you know, it, it doesn't really work on everything, but it's helpful in me being consistent with identifying valid X legs. And, you know, who's going to complain about that? If, if it helps someone be consistent with their analysis, um, I'm all for it. But then the, the, the trader went into some more filters. There was some overbought, oversold stuff. Um, and there was some day of the week, time of the week, long versus short, meaning not only can I only trade, you know, this specific pair for this specific hours, but I can only take long positions during this specific time. I can only take short positions during this, this specific time. And all of the pairs were unique. So imagine, I think it was a six pair portfolio he was testing with each of them having all this, these unique variables. And he started getting to the, the, the point where he said, um, I feel like this may be too much. Um, and one of the questions that came after that was a question that many traders has uh, have, which is, you know, um, you know, with these filters, I was able to maximize my profit. I, I think the idea was the trader was shooting for a specific target mark per year because he has heard that another trader had hit some other specific target mark. And, and that's an interesting conversation point um, of what should you expect from your strategy? Right? Has anybody ever pondered that? Like you, you do backtesting and you're wondering like, is this good? Is this bad? Is this the norm? And there honestly is no norm. And, and, and who can tell me why? Why is there no norm? What is a normal return, right? What is a normal return? Why, why is there no real norm per, per strategy? At least per discretionary strategy.
Naomi says everyone gets different results. Sid says it's all about the, the personal trader and how they see it because everyone will execute it differently. Yeah. And th there are many variables, you know, even if we're even if traders are trading the exact same rules, right? Even if if Sid and uh, Naomi are trading the exact same rules for Gartley's and, and bat patterns, for example, they're all going to interpret price differently. You, you can they can both have 100 trades. It could be over the exact same time period. Um, they may not have the same results because there are going to be some patterns that Sid takes that Naomi's like, nah, and vice versa. Add to that when you add filters, when you add, hey, this counts as an X leg because the RSI did that, but that one doesn't. And I take them during this time only, but I don't take them during that time. I only take longs, I only take shorts. You know, it just, it, it keeps making your personalized results unique to you. So there's no real comparison. And yeah, and you can go, Rage said, uh, everyone has personal, uh, different personal risk appetite as well. You can go on with, where are you taking targets? Where are you taking stops? All that, all that makes a difference. Right, someone that takes a larger stop loss, they may lose more per trade. They may stay in more winning trades. There's so many moving parts. So the way to figure out the norm, because I because I I can't answer this question for you. I can't tell you what the norm is, and I know many of you guys you know look for that. Well, just tell me what I should get. I don't know. I've never tested the way that you're tested it. I've never took taken your eyes out, inserted them in my head, and looked at the markets the same way you have. We're, we're different. The easiest way, the best way to find the norm is to look at what your what your strategy is producing across the pairs that you've tested. That would be the norm, the mean, right? If you're testing, if you've tested 10 pairs, right? And you've got, you know, you're, there's probably going to be some outliers. There, there may be the pound dollars, just a stupid pair, um, that loses a million pips. There may be the euro dollar that makes a million pips, right? Those are going to be outliers. You can't expect everything to lose. You can't expect everything to win. But there should be some type of consistency in the middle where maybe you have four or five pairs that make somewhere between 500 to 600 pips a year, right? You want to look for that and that's going to be your norm, right? That's going to be your average. Again, and when I look at average, I like to take away the, I always take away the, the top performer and the worst performer, assuming they're outliers. Does that make sense? I do that with my trades and backtesting as well. If I have any outlier trades, I typically take out the worst outlier and the the, the biggest outlier. Um, and again, an outlier is a trade that like if if your average win is 50 pips and then all of a sudden you have a win that's 500 pips, right? And only one of them, that's going to throw off your statistics. I think you guys would agree. So I I, I eliminate that from my backtesting because a one one trade that makes 500 pips can easily turn a non-profitable strategy into a profitable strategy because of this one freak move. And the same thing with, you know, with your with your your worst move. You have a 500 pip loss, and obviously this assumes you have no kind of maximum risk deal, um, but that's the only one. I'll, I'll take the best and the worst away from that just to kind of get an idea of what the norm is. Um, but you can do that as well with your results from your portfolio. And then you can look at that as kind of a baseline of what your norm should be. Well, on average... When I test a pair, it's somewhere between this and that, and that's going to be the comparison that you can make instead of saying, hey, what did Daniel make on his pattern trades? Well, Daniel made 12,000 pips this year. Well, I only made 600, so I'm underperforming. Not necessarily the case. Um, Naomi says, um, interesting. Uh, what if you are a trend trader and only have big winners and those make up for losses? Well, that's different um, because your big winners are routine. So if you're a trend trader that looks for bigger winners, right? 
you should have, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to have more than one big winner, right? You're going to have maybe a 100 pip winner here, maybe a 150 pip winner, maybe a 200 pip winner, maybe a 80 pip winner, right? There's going to be, it's going to be consistent. I'm talking if you're a, a trader, right? Not even just patterns in general. Even if you're a trend trader, let's say your average win, your average quote unquote big win is 100 pips, right? That's, you know, that's been a big one for you. Then all of a sudden you have one 500 pip winner in there that only comes once. You've never seen it again over the 100 trades you've taken, the 500 uh, or the five years you've tested. It only comes once. I would consider that an outlier because can, can you expect that to happen? One out of 100 trades, 1%. Should that be an expectation that that 500 pip winner is going to exist? Probably not. So you want to take it out of the equation. Now, if you have multiple 500 pip winners and we're just using this number as an example if you have say say you have 10 of them right well now it's it's not really an outlier is it it's something that can be expected expected a very small percent of the time but it could be expected so i'm talking like if you have that one super trade does that make sense that one super trade you know for example if you're testing if anyone's testing you know and, and you'll probably see this more well, you guys are probably going through it. If you're, you're testing and you happen to hit on that, uh, the, the, the little flash crash we had to start the year. Or you're testing a Swiss pair and you test that big Swiss crash and it's like, wow, I got a thousand pips on this one move. Is that a normal event? No, we, we know that was a unique event in the market. Your strategy might have caught it in, in hindsight. But in reality, you know, you're probably, even if you do catch it in reality, that's good. But in reality, that's that's not an expected move in the market. It, it could be a it could be a tragedy if you're on the wrong side of it. It could be a bonus if you're on the right side of it. But it's not something that can be expected over time. And that's what we're looking for in backtesting. We're looking for an expected result. What 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 can we expect from the market on average? Where kind of should we be? And if you have a, you know you catch a good one, that's bonus. You catch a bad one, nah, sometimes that stinks, but it happens. But what should we expect? So that's, that's a practice I always do. I always eliminate any outlier trades. It's typically only one. I eliminate my biggest and my, my, my biggest loss, my biggest win, assuming they're drastically different from what my average is. Like if, I, if my biggest loss is 25 pips and my average loss is 20 pips, then no, I don't eliminate that. But I'm talking like, you know, a 200 pip loss when my average loss is like 20, something like that. So I wanted to talk about that. That was an interesting conversation I had. Um, another one, again, before we get into the technicals, this is one where I, I need your input, uh, but any questions on that subject? Mm -hmm.